0: about setting or targeting role models in the World Series for your favorite team. It never, ever works. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Daniel Kovaciewicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins, same place that you found this, the World Series. Between... The Rangers and Diamondbacks begins tomorrow night, and it'll be, oh my goodness, a storyline that's going to be repeated non-stop through all seven games if it goes that long. How a couple years ago, both teams had 100 losses, and how they scraped and clawed, and moved out of their mud huts into, I don't know, some kind of project, and then just kept battling until they made it. It, it's, It's not going to apply. It's just not. They're very different examples between each other, and they're extremely different, by the way, from anything in Pittsburgh. Yes, Texas did stock up on prospects, but don't let the story get told in a way that doesn't include how in 2021, when the Rangers lost 102 games, the most for that franchise in almost a half a century, that same offseason, right after it ended, they went out and spent committed $561.2 $561.2 million on free agents. Doesn't mean they raised their payroll to half a billion dollars. It means that's the total amount that was pledged into the future. Guaranteed. Can't be changed. $561.2 million on all of the contracts that they put together. This is not some sappy, syrupy, bring out the small violin kind of tale. The Rangers made it to the World Series pretty much the same way everybody makes it to the World Series. They're not some great outlier just because they're the Rangers and nobody ever talks about the Rangers outside of the DFW metro area. That's it. That's it. They did too well to add some pieces. Heck, they had the number four overall pick In the past draft, so they've got even more pieces coming. Jordan Lawler, the shortstop, you might remember we talked about him quite a bit on this show as a potential target for the Pirates in that same draft. But they spent, okay? The Diamondbacks also spent, but not nearly as much. And as a result, the Diamondbacks didn't have the kind of results the Rangers did in the regular season. The Diamondbacks were an 84-win team. You know, negative run differential, 16 games out of first place. This is a lot more in line with how the Pirates are currently and, in general, how the Pirates do business. Yeah, the Diamondbacks have a payroll that's higher than the Pirates. Almost all teams do. And the Diamondbacks have the capability to take it higher. They play in one of the top five markets in the United States. They've got a pretty big revenue stream that they could tap into out there. But for the most part, what they did was as homegrown as it gets. Mark my words. This is the only reason I'm even bringing this up today. Mark my words. The management and or ownership of the Pirates will choose to cite the Diamondbacks as the team that maybe they can pattern what they're doing after. Or they won't mention it at all. What you're not gonna hear from them is anything related to the Rangers. Not in independent interviews, not in more organized, formal setting, not whenever they meet with season ticket holders at PNC Park later this winter, you're not gonna be hearing about the Rangers. And you know what? I gotta be honest with you. I'm okay with that. I've forever looked at the pirates as being on their own track when it comes to this sort of thing. Because I see a a scenario here in town where there's money to be spent that's essentially money that's owed, if that makes any sense. I've looked at the Pirates payroll these past few years and again, throw out COVID seasons and all that other stuff, obviously. And I've seen them as generally speaking about 10 or 15 million below where they should be. And even when I bring that up with people on the inside, I don't get much of a counter argument. That's just where they choose to keep things, and it's their business, and they're free to do as they want with it. They don't get anywhere near the windfall that some people project. Some of the stuff is hilarious, incidentally. They made a billion dollars last year, but they're below where they should be. That's real, and because of that, as I see it anyway, they owe into the process. They owe the business of baseball some payback i believe that the payroll and I've said this a hundred times already on this show in recent months but i'm going to say it once more so that it doesn't get lost i believe that the payroll should be a minimum of a hundred million dollars entering the 2024 season you can't have it both ways if you're running this team you can't say Oh, show patience. Wait till we get to 2024. You'll start seeing this and this. And then, on the other hand, say, eh, not really. We didn't really have the ability to spend that much because we have so much awesome young talent and don't want to block them. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. Now is the time to sit back and scope out what you have. And whatever it is that you don't have, you need to replace it with someone who costs some money or just someone who's good and would be eventually worth some money. That's a different track, to use that term again, from anything that you've seen with either the Texas or the Arizona franchises. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street Today's J1Q comes from Derek, and I gotta tell you, before I even read it, you guys are gonna love this one. Some of you, anyway. DK, I am back in that dark hole of, will I ever see a Pirates championship in my life? I am 33 years old. I can't rationalize why other teams like the Diamondbacks and the Reds and the Orioles, can just take similar revenue franchises, 100 lost seasons, and turn them around right away into something good. Even in the mid-2010s, the Royals came along and stole our thunder, going from worst to first. It feels like this team is constantly a class below the other 28, exempting Oakland, and can only be mediocre at best. Why can't we be competitive Derek, my dude, before I even begin to answer this, you have to wait until you're at least, I don't know, 40 or 50 even before you can start throwing around lines like you're back in the dark hole of will I ever see a Pirates championship in my life? Because you have to understand that as I read that part of your entry out loud, that a significant portion of our audience went, what? He's 33? He thinks that's suffering? 33? (laughs) Why can't the Pirates be competitive? The number one answer to that, that I have, in almost any context that competitiveness comes up, is that they aren't competitive people. The owner of the franchise bought into the Pirates well, he didn't really buy in. I take that back. Bob Nutting didn't buy in. He inherited from uh, his late father, G. Ogden Nutting, and then took control of the franchise from Kevin McClatchy in 2007. But you never picked up in things that you saw, heard, or read from this owner that made you think, man, he's in, he's in this to have a world series. I'm just talking about from your perspective, however far or close you might actually be from the man. From my own perspective, I've never come close to picking up on that. I have seen small signs of fragmented commitment toward winning. I've seen things, to try to explain that to you, that he's done over the years, such as his Genuine, heartfelt commitment to the pirates' processes in the Dominican Republic and in other places in Latin America. I've seen him do things on his own down there uh, by way of the pirates' operations that made me think, "Wow, yeah, hey, maybe I was wrong about this guy. Maybe uh, I, I didn't understand, you know, his overall thinking." about the baseball operations and what they mean to him personally. And then there's been a lot of other stuff along the way over this past decade and a half of covering him where I go, really? Really? That's what you got? You're just going to let them do this? You're not going to make any corrections or fixes about this? I say this all the time, and I believe it strongly, The biggest issue that Nutting's had as an owner isn't payroll. It's not even close to being payroll. It's that failure to have everyone breathing fire about succeeding, not succeeding as a business, but succeeding as a baseball team, succeeding at the Pittsburgh level. I have seen the man really, really happy for three years, 2013 to 15. And I have seen it as a result of getting to know the players, the manager, the GM, and the staff, and everybody, and just getting all the way behind them. I've seen that. It's real, okay? And I've also seen, and this part's going to really throw you for a curve, those were the three most profitable, stop and hear that word, okay? Profitable seasons of his tenure. I'm not guessing at that. I know that for a fact. The three most profitable seasons were the ones in which the Pirates made the playoffs. And yet, that never really seemed to spark him toward trying that again. Everything's just so pensive, so... uh, um, well, pensive. Pensive is a good word. You, you just, you're just tiptoeing through everything. I don't know if that answers your question, Derek. As you can tell, I could do an entire dissertation on this. I'm not going to. Your question was terrific. And I just don't have a short answer for it other than that they're not competitive people. And he doesn't hire competitive people. He hires mechanical people. That's That's a big, big difference here, man. Woo! Way to open one up though, huh? Let's do this again tomorrow.